0: I love that song. Who is that guy? It's, uh that's that's a uh a vintage uh, 1971 John Fisher song there and uh, um do you really think we can make the world a better place? Well, no we can't, but Christ can in us. And that's what we believe and that's why we keep showing up. Um in spite of uh, in spite of ourselves sometimes. It's a Tuesday night Blog Talk Radio time, and uh, this is the Catch on Blog Talk Radio. If you are a little uh, unfamiliar with uh, with what goes on here, this is a weekly show, but it's uh, an extension of uh, of our website, which is uh, which you can find at catchjohnfisher.com. That's pretty simple. Just remember to put the C in my name, Catch John Fisher F I S C H E R, dot and uh you get on there you can sign up and you'll receive from me freshly written each day about a 5 to 800 word um little talk essay thought for the day and um we are having a lot of fun we call that the catch uh i throw it out throw a line out every morning five days a week and um we're turning it much more into just a blog now. We've got all kinds of fun things going on. This is one of them, uh, our Blog Talk radio show. We now have an app. We're so jazzed about that. Uh, uh, I am also reading each daily catch, so you can listen to it, uh, or you can read it. We Take your choice, and you can pick those really qu- easily off the app. And then we've got... Uh, We've got a prayer ministry going. we've got a, really some dedicated people who have committed to praying for your needs and uh then we've got uh our theme we have a theme every week and um this the next six weeks our theme is twelve steps for a recovering Pharisee like me now that's a that's a book that I wrote a number of years ago, but uh it continues to be probably uh, one of one of my best known books. Uh, maybe I would say best used books because it keeps going around and around and around. And I think somehow this Pharisee thing has struck a chord and I believe will continue to because it's, I think it's part of human nature and religion that we end up being Pharisees. Um, but at any rate, we're going to delve into that for the next six weeks. We're going to take two steps a week and we are going to turn our catch into one grand Pharisee recovery group. And uh, we're going to hope, hopefully get over this, because you never do get over it, just like, you know, out, they just stop drinking. So hopefully we can stop judging and stop measuring and stop doing all those things that Pharisees do and just get along uh, to being very thankful about God's grace. So... That's where we are, and uh, to help kick it off today, I can't tell you how excited I am about our guest, um, uh, a man from from Canada who I met a number of years ago up up there. He's associated with uh, uh, what is a Prairie Bible used to be institute now it's college maybe university. Yeah, things change so fast. And um, also has uh, as a writer. Has written numerous columns. Writes regularly for Servant Magazine, and uh, now has 25 books. He's a he. We're kindred spirits. I think that's what we both. I think we mm-hmm. actually write a lot the same way. I, we we write about life and how it hits us, and Phil's uh, just a little funnier than I am. Um, although I, I I can have my funny moments, but uh, Phil has really got the corner on funny. And um, I mean, in, any anybody who sends emails out with this thing at the bottom, sent from a rotary payphone while riding a two hundred year old sea turtle, go turtle go, <laughs> tells you something. Now, Phil, Phil, how's it going? How is that going with you on on, on the turtle?
1: You know, uh, yeah, I had somebody respond to that saying, "That's you know, we should report you to PETA for riding a turtle." I don't think they've done that yet, but uh, no, it's I'm not getting far. I'm not getting very there very fast, John.
0: But let me yeah. just say,
1: uh, what a, this, this is so much fun to be with you. I, you're right when you said kindred spirit. That's what came to my mind, and uh, and I'm I'm flattered that you would say I, you know, I write uh, like you do. Because um, I've felt so much, uh, uh, just a kinship with your writing through the years. Because you're so doggone honest, and uh, I love mm. that. So um, yeah. very cool to be with you and, and to hear of all the things that are going on in your life. Uh, it's it's been an amazing journey, I think, for both of us.
0: Yeah. Well, now you're you are in uh, three. Wait a minute. Three. Tell me. What yep, is it? yep.
1: Three It's three hills there are three sort of hills yeah uh, up in alberta uh which is mm-hmm. almost straight north of you but uh, a long way and it's colder up here than you're experiencing i think it was about 60 degrees today 55 or something um but yeah there are a bunch of frozen canadians up here i'm often uh, in the us speaking but uh wait but you know uh, people say what in the world do you live there for. And I, I guess I, I feel like someone loosened my tie. We're in a little town uh, whenever I get home of about 3,500. And uh, sadly, most people here know me. Uh, so I can't go too far without getting lots of questions. Um, but I grew up here. And I, I think, you know, that's part of why when, when you wrote the book, uh, the, on the steps to re, uh, for a recovering Pharisee, it just uh, really struck me because I grew up amid a whole ton of legalism, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. grace occasionally shows up, but isn't always appreciated. Um, so the book really struck a chord with me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, you're, you're, are you still? Is it prairie? Is it still prairie?
1: Yeah, Bible. It's, or it's prairie It's called Prairie College. Um, it's okay. It's a Bible college in Canada. It's actually, it was started in 1922 by a guy from Kansas who, uh, a bunch of farm, um, uh, farmers up in Canada wanted someone to come and teach their kids about the Bible starting uh, in high school. And so that's what happened. He came up, L.E. Maxwell was his name. He became famous around the world for traveling all over the place and writing books. And uh, it's, it's just been a, uh, an amazing thing, you know, up to, Small student body now of about 300, um, but God has sent thousands of missionaries around the world uh, from prayer. Yeah, I know.
0: I know. Yeah. The, the yeah, nation, you can't yeah. go
1: anywhere without bumping in, really. Um, it's I know. Quite
0: amazing. And that's amazing. And it, there's 300 students there. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's all did there you, are. Did I hear oh, you It was correctly? up to about 1,000 at its peak. Sorry?
0: Yeah. 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 But I, I it, want to be sure. It was at about
1: 1,000, John. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. yeah. So, so very now cool. it's about 300. But but yeah. those are great, great 300. And you know, I've been there a few times and I love the students. Uh, it's just been really, uh, I just, I don't know, there's a certain uh, intent, freshness about them and intensity about the yeah. commitment. Um, I like those guys. Yeah. So are you still involved? Do you do yeah. much with the campus anymore? Or, or I, uh, A little I, a, bit. I, you know. Mm-hmm. I started
1: um, two years ago, John, something called Laugh Again Radio, and so I do a daily four-minute program, uh, which, as you Great. describe, you know, sending out uh, your fantastic updates that that I get. Um, you know, it, it's it's similar where I it's only about six hundred and fifty words. Um, on the radio, that's about what you can get into four minutes, but I'm telling stories that yeah. involve a, a great deal of humor, uh, helping people laugh. And, and yet, um, you know, it, it's just very interesting because of your topic. It it made me think as I looked through, um, you know, what you're doing there, I thought, man, you know, I, some of the responses to the radio program. I mean, 98% of them are things like, um, yours is the only laughter I hear in my home. My life, you know, oh, has been so sad, and it's so welcome, and thank you, and God bless you. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I'll just get somebody that, that takes me to task. So I had a guy call me. He said, Calloway, I don't much like your sense of humor. He found my phone <laughs> number. I don't much like your sense of humor. He said, what does laughing have to do with being a Christian? We're in the last days. This is hardly a time for laughter. You know? Oh, my
0: God. Wow. And
1: uh, I I said to him, uh, is is that you dad? <laughs> you know,
0: he didn't <laughs> find that funny
1: at all. But I got oh. thinking again, I you know, I mean we of all people on earth, you and I and those listening, we have every reason to rejoice as followers of Jesus, but yeah. so often um what is what the world sees in us is is a bunch of 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 prune-faced people. And I don't find that in Jesus at all. Um I found a, a a man filled with joy, despite all the the suffering that was ahead of him. Uh, he was talking about joy, so this yeah. topic is very intriguing to me.
0: Well, why why is that, Phil? I mean, I, I think that you would say I think that "croon face" would probably describe the fairies pretty well. At least at least the way I yeah. think of them in my mind, and 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 even the way they're represented in movies and things like that. If you go to the website and just put in Pharisees under images, you're going to get a lot of prune-faced guys and robe So, what, what yeah. is that all about? What, why, where does that come from? Mm.
1: Well, you know, I, I think you're right. I, and it's interesting. I hadn't really thought of that before um how that you have a certain image in your mind and it's maybe you know like your fifth grade teacher I don't know um I had a a, a lady who was fresh from Germany and she she was just um boy she was not happy to be uh, in our classroom and and I've I've never forgotten that um uh, you know I think of harsh and judgmental and what, you know rules oriented um mm-hmm. legalistic it's all about the outward appearance uh, and and so <laughs> that's what I think of, and, and where does that come from? I think it probably comes from a place of trying to control uh, what is beyond our control, um, or at least what we perceive as being beyond our control, so we certainly would look at God and say, boy, there's no way I can measure up, so I've got to figure out a way, so our, you know, our, I guess our, our human way of of thinking is to is to pull god down to our level um by it being all about rules so you know you know better than i how many rules the the pharisees came up with but it was astounding and um and, and we just we want to measure up so what i discovered growing up was if i looked a certain way nobody bothered me so i went to church and was surrounded by a bunch of pharisees and Everything was okay until I kind of, you know, like the whack-a-mole, I stuck my head up, uh, did something I shouldn't. And uh, so we discover that, I think, early in life, whether or not we're in the church. Um, but it should be a place of grace, and yet uh, I'm not the most grace-filled person either. And I think if, we, if we're if we honest today, we would all admit to a certain amount of gracelessness. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I guess when it comes right down to it we we feel like like every major religion it's about doing so we've got to do 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 and and you know there's a lot of do do out there it just it's <laughs> it's unbelievable how we try to measure up um and one of the things i did uh one of my last projects uh, a couple years ago was a book called to be perfectly honest the editors at at Waterbrook Multnomah had asked me to write about
0: uh, an, an
1: entire year of trying to live without a lie, and uh, so it was an amazing experience of, of figuring out that that I I, that I have yeah I have far more Pharisaical tendencies um, than I ever thought I did, and and that happened when I began to to write that book and and really you know research what was going on in my own soul.
0: A year. I mean, a year. I would like to start, how about a day? I, I, you know, I, yeah. I could write a book on a day. Wow. wow. Well, see, well, so,
1: what's interesting, John, is people would, uh, people wrote saying, you know, I've never told a lie. I'm a Christian. Um, how could that ever be tough for you to tell a lie? Well, I don't know what to say to such people. I have no idea because, you know, whether or not we tell these blatant lies, we certainly live a lie at times. And, and um, you know, we say things as pious Christians like, oh, yes, I will pray for you, sister. And uh, you think we pray? No, we don't. We go on doing whatever it was we were doing. Um, so so this was good for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you stole one of my questions because I was going to ask you, um, you know, what when you look in the mirror – do you ever see a pharisee and and when you do what what do you see what part of you know what what part of the Pharisee is your biggest struggle? would you say hmm.
1: well, I think when I look in the mirror, I see an older guy that looks like my dad um
0: more than anything,
1: but yeah, if i'm honest i i see I see this recovering Pharisee as you've put it so well. Um, I, I would say that the thing I struggle with the most, um, you know, I don't know how many characteristics there are of a Pharisee, but is judgmentalism. I, I'm really, really talented at it. Um, I can pick out things and, and you know, even as, as a writer, you know, the tendency to um to yeah. maybe delve into the negative and and you know i i wrote two novels because i was having so much fun um writing about my childhood but i realized well, i, I can't tell certain stories um naming names but i can turn to fiction and you've done that which i think mm-hmm. is a lot of fun right um right. but i also realize in in that that as a humorist you know you can um you can get really evil with your humor, and describe people um, in ways that you see them without any grace at all. So I think that's something that I, as a as a writer, as a husband, as a dad, as a grandpa now, um, I I deal with to this day.
0: Wow. And you know, let's let's talk about that a bit. A little bit. Um, why does that? Why is that so? healing? Why, why do we end up being judgmental? What, what do we enjoy about that, do you think? Uh, I, because there, there must I be some kind of pleasure in it,
1: don't you think? Well, I think there, there's a, probably an enormous amount of pleasure in it. Um, <laughs> wow, you're just digging into the wickedness of my heart. This is wonderful. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think that it's the same thing that happens to us when we gossip. We basically, you know, we we bring people. We we want to we want to elevate ourselves above others. So when I judge John, I say, you know what, John, whatever it is, and that makes me feel better about Phil, uh, in some twisted way, um, and without the Spirit of God coming along and saying, whoa, uh, then I think we're toast. And, um, I, I think that it's impossible to judge or to gossip until we forget what Christ has done in our own lives. And when we get a small glimpse of that grace to us, um, you know, I, I mean, let me talk about lust for a second. Uh, you know, it's, it's so easy to have it all together. You know, even write a book to be perfectly honest and, and you can leave readers with lofty thoughts of you, um, and and when I was a teenager, you know, I would think, well, if I live to be 40, this lust thing is going to vanish. I can live in complete victory like the 42-year-olds around here who look like they have one foot in the grave and the other on a skateboard. Um, but then suddenly you realize that after more than four decades as a believer, there are times you still fail. And uh, I think few topics bring out the modern-day Pharisee in greater force than the sins of others. So we get looking at others and... And when I Mm -hmm. sin, you know, I've learned that, you know, you confess immediately and you give thanks for the one who called the Pharisees bluff. Um, and he's on our side, you know, first John two one tells us, what does it say? Um, Christ defends me before the father and that I'm, I'm forgiven and I'm I'm loved. And that love isn't a license to sin, but it, what it does is it compels me, uh, to, to walk on with him. And, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys who walks with a limp, and I think my greatest heroes of the faith do that. And uh, maybe that limp is why, you know, people can catch up to us and ask for help. Um, mm, and I, no, I hope so. so I think, you know, that's one of the things your, your books have done for me is just to be honest and uh, not pretend.
0: Wow. I like that phrase, even that phrase, sins of others. You know, it's like like you know that that's something in a way that that we shouldn't even be knowing about or necessarily dealing with uh sins of others yeah in in a way uh, or is is not even our business you know our our business being our own sin but uh yeah. i don't know you think i do you think we judge people then because then we can we can get the the onus off ourselves. Um, do
1: you think that's a big,
0: one of the reasons?
1: I think, big so. reason? I, I think yeah, it is. somebody else. I think it is. And I, I think that, you know, listeners should, um, what I would suggest is, is something that I've done that's been a bit painful, but you know, even as it relates to gossip, when someone comes to me and I know it's wrong and I know what to say, and I, you know, I say, "Have you talked to them about it?" But there's this side of me that wants to know all the details, you know, that I might pray about it all baloney. Um, I want to revel in it. I want to think, "Man, see, I'm better than that. I'm better than that." And uh, so, yeah, it's it's getting our eyes off of others unless it's that I might be of a a blessing to them. Um, And just live in this moment-by-moment thankful spirit of God, thank you. Your grace is so amazing that you could love a guy like me is absolutely awesome. And uh, I've sometimes told my wife that, you know. uh, I can't believe you married me is something that I say often. And uh, she just grins.
0: (laughs) Well, I... That is the perspective, and uh, uh, which which actually I, I was thinking when I was thinking about some things that we could discuss today. Uh, one of the questions kind of led me to to a conclusion. I, I'm not sure I want to force us to get to the same conclusion I got to, but so I, I I got to thinking when we think of Pharisees, we think of people who've been Christians a long time, as a general rule, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh they're the ones that seem to get set in their ways and and uh you know the the sour sour faced and um uh, uh either judgmental that kind of thing um what about what about brand new christians um uh, you know are, are brand do brand, are brand new christians very often pharisees do you think or are they usually not? Oh, that's a
1: great question. Great question. I um
0: <clears> hmm.
1: <throat> you know, uh, I'll I'll disguise who this person is because I think she's listening. We'll call her Joy.
0: <laughs> I
1: I had a, a most remarkable opportunity to, as we Christians, I guess, would say, you know, lead her to Christ. Um, but literally, she's three or four thousand miles away, and had finally come to the place. Uh, where we had exchanged emails, my wife and I and her, and it had been a wonderful conversation about, you know, the reasons for our faith. And he was, uh, she had grown up in a a family filled with atheists. She had no biblical background, no nothing. She, she the only thing she knew about Christians, she told me, was when I, I had asked her to, you know, I said to her, could I get you a Bible? Could I send you one? I'll do that for free. And she had said, how much? You know, you want money? And I said, no, no, no. Well, I didn't hear from her for a few days, but she had gone to a, a bookstore and uh, asked a lady for a Bible. And, and the lady said, well, which one? Well, she said, well, I didn't know there was more than one. So you know what she was talking about, obviously. But uh, over to the wall she went and showed her about 50 Bibles. Well, this dear lady had just lost her husband, um, who was a very wealthy man. She had lost two children. And so she told me, I was so embarrassed by this woman, she said, I will take one of each. So she had $1,400 worth of Bibles that she left the store with. She went home and she laid him out on the bed and she looked up at her ceiling and said, "God, you'd better be up there." And she started reading. She started reading. I had told her to read the Gospel of John, and she began to read and weep. And and she knew this rang true. So so here I am on the phone with this dear lady, and she said to me, she said, "Okay, so what do I do to get saved?" And uh, <laughs> I just, you know, it was one of those incredible situations, and and I just said, you know, just talk to God and and just just tell him what you're, what you're thinking, because we had already talked through all these things, and she said, well, I don't even know what to call him, and I said, well, Jesus called him Father. She said, well, my dad abused me. I can't I can't imagine calling someone Father and it being a good thing. And I said, well, you know what, you just you just talked to him. She prayed the most beautiful prayer. But this was after I had said to her, I said, you know what, Joy? I said, um, would you like me to pray, for uh, uh, you know, pray and then you repeat what I say? And she said, that sounds really weird. And I said, it does. I know. Um, so she prayed the most beautiful prayer. And then, you know, through the following weeks, I began to see this young believer, this new believer with such a, a hunger for... For Jesus, it put me to shame. And she would read the Psalms. She told me, "Boy, this David," she said, "he just tells people off, doesn't he?" And it was so much fun
0: to hear that freshness.
1: And I think that's maybe what you're getting to a little bit is is there is this this just a, a it's like a, a newborn um this yeah. faith that happens, and and we can come along as older Christians and squelch that. I, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, but you, you brought a, a whole different element to it that I wasn't even thinking about. I, I was thinking more from the aspect of sin and how, how a person who is brand new Christian is usually very, very conscious of their sin, and that's mm-hmm. that's what brought them there in the first place, you know. And and they're very conscious of being saved and forgiven, and and they are not thinking at all that. Uh, of what they're gonna do for God. That is just the last thing on their mind generally.
1: You know, it's yeah.
0: it's they they just can't believe that uh what happened to them. And I I think, you know, mm-hmm. wow, I was thinking that might be a really good thing to meditate on, to think about, um yeah. uh, if you've been walking with the Lord a long time, go back to that that what is that like? That first thing, that your your first salvation, your first sense of forgiveness. You weren't going to do anything. You couldn't do anything. You, know? yeah. you it wasn't you just you just had to receive it and and and, and bask in it. And I think, uh, you know, I think that's that's when Pharisees can become like little children. And and, and Pharisees, I think. Towards the end of my book I one of the pictures I love is a Pharisee lifting up his rope and dancing, you know. And
1: to me that's
0: you know that saying I got it, you know, I I I got that I've been loved and accepted and, and I and I don't care about any of this stuff at my appearances and I don't care about all this other stuff anymore. But uh, what a be- what a beautiful story. So what does she do with mm-hmm. her fourteen hundred dollars worth of Bibles? Give them away?
1: Or? <laughs> yeah, she. Well, she still has some of them. She's she's given a few away. I know that because other people have looked at her and said, "What's going on with you? Um, you're yeah. you're just a different person." And and you know I I love what you were just saying because I I think that's true. You're you're aware of God's grace in your life. Um, He's brought you out of the darkness, you know. I mean, Jesus sets people free. Um, religion, Phariseeism, I think, tends to enslave. It, it's humorous, I think, for us to to look at these pictures of Pharisees, and, and you know, most of us have all met them and been one. Um, but the freedom that Christ brings is just, uh, to me, it's, it's a powerful uh, magnet to the kingdom of God. Um, you know it's as you know it's by grace you've been saved, and it isn't from us it's it's not from works of righteousness that we do or have done because um, we just boast about that that's the way we are um it's yeah. it's by grace alone, so yeah, what have, you know I hadn't even thought of that as you um you talk about a new believer, I think that's just a very good lesson for all of us to think about what it was like, it's like a uh, an old married couple that's experiencing struggles sometimes needs to say sit down and say hey remember when um mem- mm-hmm. remember why we fell in love and yeah. I think maybe we could do that a little more often
0: well i think and and see i think what helps that don't you is that we it's not even a sense of going back but we we really this should be fresh every day because I I think our sin in some is fresh every day. You know, our, yeah. I I need our need for forgiveness is fresh every day. So it's almost like, well, I, I don't think it's sacrilegious to say I'm saved every day. I think that's part of what we call sanctification, isn't it? That you know, so, so I'm saved every day from yeah. something. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah from myself. From, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a theologian, but I I know that that every single day I need to make decisions that draw me toward mm-hmm. Christ and help mm-hmm. me um, I, you know, people talk about failing forward, but literally to get up
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and move mm-hmm. forward with him. Um, you know, I I mentioned the the year without a lie, you know, for here I am three hundred and sixty five days I attempt to live without a lie and somebody said, Well, how far did you get? I said, Well, I, I did really well until that first day. Uh and it was true. <laughs> um you know, but but the truth is, you know, like the Pharisees and every other religious group and you name them, uh, I'm I'm not gonna measure up and I think you know, interesting for me back when I was a more devout Pharisee, I I tended to scowl at those who talked of grace, you know, like John Fisher does. And <laughs> I felt like, yeah, you guys well you're sort of wimpy Christians. Um you, you want heaven and then the permission to do whatever in the world you want to do down here. Um and I I came to discover grace as this biblical concept and it sort of was a bit frightening um for me. Uh, this they, I, I kind of preferred the old idea of of me doing it, you know, being saved <laughs> by my works, um, because you know God kind of owes me. So maybe grace out there for some people is a frightening thing. I don't know, but uh, you know, maybe he's, he's. I just want him to be impressed with me, uh, wow. which is a silly notion. Um, but wow. I think some of us have done that. Oh, that's uh, yeah, we great. Yeah.
0: yeah I, mean, I, I I don't
1: think know if we that... Go ahead. Uh, I I just don't I don't know where that comes from. I think we, you know, I felt like I was a taxpayer. I I've got rights. Um but we, you know, d- grace teaches us that we get what we can never pay for it. I mean, there is no other faith system like this. There's what Christ offers us. Um you know, and uh, and it, what he'll offer us is this intense um joy this this desire that comes you know if you want to say it this way to please him um but it's not out of a desire to do good works so much as it is out of this this moment by moment gratitude for how, what he's done for us and uh you know so we don't we don't swagger or snivel um we just live live with thanksgiving um overjoyed by by God's grace
0: well that is uh that is so good I, and that's and i think you're right on especially about that, that that scary part why uh why grace is grace is scary because because we're not in control anymore don't you think that's that's a, i mean i i just the, i keep coming down to the fact that the pharisees it's all about control and you you said that earlier yeah. as well Control. Yeah. The control is, and and grace means I, I I'm not in control anymore of what spirituality is of who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. I don't get to line everybody up. Um, you know I I don't get to put the sheep and the goats over. You know, God's going to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. not in my business. Yeah. That's uh exactly.
0: Wow. Wow. And that's scary. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs>
1: All of us have to admit that sometimes Christians drive us nuts. Um, <laughs> but we're not Christians because we follow people who follow Jesus. Uh, we follow Him ourselves. And uh, wow. I think you know many of my friends who have stopped attending church. They they confide in me that what drove them away was fellow believers. Maybe it was unkindness. Um, maybe it was gossip. It was. You know uh indiscretions mm-hmm. or or lack of integrity um and you know I can't tell you how sad that makes me and how how i'm you know how much more I am determined to be part of the solution uh which for me, I mean my wife and i we attend church, so I, for us it's been staying in the church with the other ninety three percent of fabulous people and you know doing our part to haul out the welcome mat um mm-hmm. but those mm-hmm. are just you know, those are thoughts that come to my mind um, related to to what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Well, this is great. I think we're going to probably have to wrap it up. Um, but I, I had had one last question for you as a as, as a recovering Pharisee. Um, what would you have any advice for us? Because we're, you know, for our group here. This is a okay. Hi, mm-hmm. I'm John. I'm John. I'm a Pharisee. And, and yeah. we're imagine we're we're all in this room together, and we're trying to get sober. <laughs> in in yeah. relationship in relationship to being Pharisee, what what would you say to us?
1: Man, I I think I would I would say I'm you know I'm Phil. I'm a Pharisee. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to learn to be real. Um, God accepts me just as I am. I think that's what's beautiful about those new believers you were talking about. They know that, mm-hmm. and um, just I, you know, I was on a plane recently with a guy who, who he, he said to me, you know, he found out I was a Christian as we talked, and he said I've had bad, experience with, uh, bad experiences with Christians, and I, I grabbed his hand and I shook it and I said, me too,
0: <laughs> and he started <laughs> to
1: laugh, and we had such a we had a four hour conversation about Jesus. Well, and uh, so I think, you know, each of us can do that. Just be real and and live with great gratitude for God's grace.
0: Wow. Well, to kind of live like you're in the meeting all the time.
1: Yeah. I think that's a great yeah. way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, quit pretending. Cool. Who are we fooling yeah. anyway? Yeah.
0: Well, Phil, thank you so much. This has been really great. It's been a pleasure to to hear you again, and and uh, and we'll have to uh, we'll have to do something. To, uh, I got to get up there to Three Hills again somehow. We mm-hmm. work that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get great. together.
1: I just love what you're up to, and thank God for what what He's done in you and through you. Man, it's been amazing. And I've got well, one of your I've got Dark Horse your record album, um,
0: yeah,
1: uh, uh, LP man, Ooh. very cool. You
0: probably don't yeah. have anything to play it on though. Well, I
1: do now. That was my wife's anniversary gift to me. We've been married okay. 33 years in a row, yeah. and I've got this this Sony. Uh, yeah, so I get to play great stuff from John no Fisher. No kidding, you got a
0: turntable and. Wow. Yep. That yep. is that is cool. I I've I've understood there's there's a comeback, I guess. Of that. There is a the
1: guy told me in uh, a record store told me they'd sold more um more records than 8 tracks. No, they, he said they'd sold more <laughs> records than uh what did he say? Than CDs in the last month. I mean, do Yeah, that's what he said. Wow. Yeah. That's so, I don't know, some of them are 50 well.
0: bucks. So <laughs> oh gosh. Well, Lord bless uh, you you're a great blessing. Your speaking and all of that. Keep keep it up and thanks for for so much for for being on the show. My pleasure, John. Appreciate God it. Bless you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that is uh that is cool. I told uh I I told Phil is the only guy that I know who called in with the number 111 111 it turns out that wasn't his number it's just that my uh, screen here didn't know how to interpret numbers from Canada I guess <laughs> I don't know I don't know well that was super Phil is rooting for uh, the Blue Jays tomorrow and uh we got an awful lot of Texas people in our um, in our group. So I, I'm going to kind of keep quiet on that because I'll make a lot of enemies maybe if I say who I'm rooting for. But uh, uh, I, I was rooting for the angels. So I, I'll just keep rooting for the angels, and that's, that keeps me safe. And uh, certainly rooting for the angels in heaven that are watching over us and watching over you, we pray that for you, for all of us. We pray that we might be people who live and walk as we are. Um, truly brand new saved people because we're getting saved every moment of every day. I'm going to think some more about that. And, uh, I going to think some more about that lady who went out and bought $1,400 worth of Bible. I like that woman. That is cool. And, uh, uh, you know, people like that just, they they go right for it. And they bring such freshness to the truth because they, they never learn the right stuff. They didn't learn how you're supposed to be. They just are who they are. They just come to Christ. And they come that way, and they're thankful, and they love God. And, oh, I want a Bible. Oh, the woman gave me one of each. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's good. It's been a good night. Stay with us all for the next six weeks. We're going to be talking about Pharisees and how to stop being one, how to recover from being one. Uh, it's it's going to be cool. And uh, we've got our new app. We've got all kinds of very cool things coming <laughs> up. to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. The world is trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow.